Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Kevin, what's up? Gentlemen, I know it's National Signing Day for football. I think it, what, it runs to the end of the week? Yes, mm-hmm. um, Friday. Mm-hmm. But we've actually got some basketball up in Razorback land yeah, tonight. tonight. Mm-hmm. Late start because it's the second game of the SEC Network doubleheader, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't start at 8 o'clock. No. Yeah, this is TV doings. So, yeah, 8 o'clock start a little later. Um, Arkansas is playing another North Carolina hyphen. It was Greensboro. A few weeks ago, tonight it's Asheville, North Carolina, Asheville, eight and four team coming in. Arkansas recently played its share of teams that like to keep the score low, keep the tempo low. This is a, a faster paced team, over 81 points a game. Um, you know, so tempo may not be a problem for Arkansas in this game in terms of playing, you know, making a, a full court game and, and getting out in transition. I think Arkansas, you know, um, you know, it might be. It could be a fun night at Bud Walton Arena. Put it that way. Not one of the. Now, I'm not saying the opponent's going to get out of the 50s. Arkansas's done a pretty good job of keeping opponents in the 50s and 60s this year. Uh, so we may not see Asheville get to its average per game, but we might see Arkansas run it up a little bit. Well, we'll see. That's why they play them. Uh, you see a lot of upsets in college basketball and non-conference against mid-majors. When you're talking about high majors playing at home. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's in the store for Arkansas tonight. We'll see, but um, this is game. This is game twelve. By the way, it's the end of the non-conference portion before SEC play. We know the Big Twelve SEC challenge is in late January. By that time, when Arkansas travels to play a really good Baylor team that's ranked twelve, they'll have already played eight conference games. So this is really, you know, the, I, I compartmentalize the season into three sections: non-conference, conference, and postseason. And this really pretty much wraps up your non-conference part of it. And Arkansas, if they win tonight, getting the Razorbacks getting to 11 and one would match the start under Eric Musselman in season one in 2019 and 20. Let's talk. Well, no, he's gone. I was going to say let's talk to uh, DK. Uh, Kevin, what are you hearing about Nick Smith Jr.? There was some social well, media buzz that. He was going to set out the rest of the year, get ready for the NBA. Any validity at all to that? Um, I don't think so. In fact, um, you know, I, I, you know, Musman has been on record in recent days. Um, and, you know, he hasn't said a lot, um, but I don't expect that to be a reality. That these rumors that are on the internet. Is that to say that there won't be more games that he sits out uh, as precautionary measures? I'm not saying that. I, I don't think he's – but I don't believe, and, until I see it, I don't believe that he's shutting it down uh, for this season to get ready for the draft. But, you know, players have done that, and he wouldn't be the first if it happened. I just don't think that's where it's going right now. Um, you know, we'll see if he's, in, in, if he's playing tonight. Uh, we'll find – you know, I guess we're going to find out soon enough about that, but – in terms of shutting it down and getting ready for the draft, I don't believe that's the case. But, uh, you know, again, there's been a lot that's been going on there. We know that the last two games Arkansas played, he's come off the floor and not completed those. So anytime you have an ongoing situation, I guess anything's up for debate. 
and things like that could be possible given his draft status, uh, projected draft status. Uh, you, you always keep that as a, a possibility in the back of your mind. But in terms of it being something that I think we're going to find out soon, there's going to, I just don't think it's that it's that significant. You know, if he's capable of playing, it's one thing. And I, I don't know Nick Smith Jr. And I hope he wants to have a great year for the Razorbacks. Seems like when he plays, he plays well, and he and he's a Razorback. But <clears throat> this draft status, football players don't bail out until the bowl game. How, how could a player even think about, unless his knee was serious, bailing out at this stage of the year? Well, because you don't want it to become more serious. So if there's if 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 there are issues uh, that are not, you know, you could have, I mean, I've seen players that have stability issues with their knee, and I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying that's going on here. Uh, and they, they could sense it, and then they continue to play, and then something tore or something, you know, became more severe where they did need a more severe procedure and miss more time. And so those things, you have to, you know, there's a lot of money at stake. For someone that's projected in the lottery, and especially as high as he is, that's his future. Uh, you know, he was always going to be a one-and-done coming to Arkansas as it was. Um, so, you know, again, I, I mean, I see where you're going with that, Rick. I just think that, um, you know, you do have to be careful. And we see a lot of players. We, there's been a lot of the top-level five-star players that have missed significant amounts of time already this season. A lot of the top-level guys are not even putting up the numbers that Nick did in just a small sample size, and they're small sample size at this point. Um, and so I think all of them, are, collectively, if there's issues with, you know, if there's issues with their physical health, they're going to be more cautious than most would be. Well, then the question becomes: Should you sign a five-star player? And I know the first thing is, oh yeah, you need to for recruiting. And what we don't know is because the NBA has put off whether they're going to renegotiate their collective bargaining agreement, which doesn't expire until the end of the 23-24 season, but they do have the option to renegotiate it. And if they do, it could lead to a player strike. But it also, that's where they're saying in the renegotiation or when the next one comes up, they're probably going to waive the rule where they have to go a year to college. So let's just say it was two years from now. Do you think Nick Smith would have come to the University of Arkansas or gone straight to the pros? I mean, I'm speculating. My guess would be he'd go to the pros. Yeah. But right now, Anthony Black, Arkansas's great. just glad to have him. He yeah. hasn't missed a you beat. Bet. Absolutely. I think he's the MVP of this team to this point. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think he has solidified himself as a lottery pick, barring some significant, pro- you know. So I don't even want to bring that up. And but you know, I think if it plays out like it has been, he he's a surefire top ten pick. I'll be surprised if he's not. And and. Um, you know, Jordan Walsh, I mean, here's a five-star guy yeah. that probably needs this tutelage at this level right now. Not everybody's the same. I wouldn't say that about Nick Smith Jr. and Anthony Black necessarily, but I will say it about Walsh. I think the college game has been good for him, and we're starting to see him round into the kind of player we thought he might be. And, you know, um, he, he's a guy that could be a one-and-done as well. If he continues on this path, he's likely gone. Um, you know, there, there's just all kinds of – we saw what happened with Trevor in Brazil – you know, don't want to keep bringing that up. We know he's lost for the season, but uh, here's a guy that I think could have played his way in the first round this yeah, year. right. Mm-hmm. And, and Ricky Council may be on the, you know, he may find himself in that conversation later on, too. I think he's already in the first round, at least by one mock draft that I've seen. Kevin at number 17, 
So it tells you how far he has advanced just in the last, uh, as you mentioned, 12 games. Uh, we're going to start with um, Jason. You got a question or comment for Hoop Scoop? Yeah, just real quick. I was going to ask you with the Chris Beard situation, is there a chance they could release Ron Holland from his uh uh, you know, his national letter in Kent, and would he possibly be willing to join us at this point? Or would Bustleman consider that? Appreciate it. You know, it, it, you know, I would have to think that as Arkansas was first runner-up recruiting him, and he really liked the Razorbacks in the program, the coaching staff. And we need to see how that plays. Randy, is the music coming on? That is the music. Hang on, Cap. Wow, Hold I heard it thought. this time. I'll, I'll oh, hang on. Hold your thought right there. All right, Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. All right, let's go back to our man Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. All right, Kevin, you were talking about Ron Holland slash Chris Beard. Yeah, I mean, you never know how this is going to play. I mean, this this is one of those situations where do they keep the coach? He's suspended now. Do they move on from him? Either way, you got to wonder what recruits and their families, how they're reacting, if they're reconsidering options. Um, you know, so some things would have to play out. I mean, he, if, my feeling is if he asked out of his letter of intent, that would not be an issue because we've seen more and more um, in, in this era of, of you know, freedom for players, we'll put it that way, on the college level. I don't think any school is going to hold something like that up, uh, or not for very long. And so I think if he wanted out of his letter of intent that he signed, I think he would be. So there's part of the equation if it came to that. The other thing is, yeah, I think Arkansas would be in great shape. Uh, I don't know if he would reopen his recruitment. I mean, he took visits multiple times to his final four, you know, his his four finalists, that were colleges, the other, the fifth finalist was the NBA G League Ignite. So he, he spent a lot of time and research going through all that. So I don't, I don't see why Arkansas wouldn't be at the forefront if, if he chose to go that route. So I, I think you have to leave the door cracked that there's a possibility something like that could happen. Those circumstances were so outrageous uh, leading to this suspension. I, you know, don't know all the facts behind it. Most people that are involved in it don't. Uh, so we'll see how it plays out and what Texas does and then what recruits and families decide to do. Uh, but, yeah, I think, you know, again, I think Arkansas would be in great shape with him if he were to, to want out of his – back out of his commitment and sign letter of intent to Texas. You know, Kevin, what we don't know is how long this will drag on for Chris Beard. He's on indefinite suspension, I guess, until he goes – into the courtroom, right? And and we have no idea how long that could take. That that puts him in a bind for a recruiting period, doesn't it? Yeah, and we've seen we've seen schools make determinations and move on even before the legal process plays out. I'm not saying that's right. I think you have to look at it case by case. Um, and and we're in a society now that is sometimes knee jerk and public hanging before. <laughs> Justice yeah. is actually rendered through the right. normal system. When I say public hanging, I'm just referring to, you know, it's a pylon and someone loses a job. Sometimes it's appropriate, maybe sooner rather than later. Uh, we just, you know, you know, based on what I read in the affidavit, if those things happened, I would say 
you know, it's, he, he should go uh, based on what I read in the affidavit. But that doesn't mean what's in that police affidavit is fully accurate or hasn't been rescinded or, you know, uh, again, I, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole because I just don't know enough about it. Uh, but, but, yeah, maybe it's going to be a process where the school waits to see, let it run its legal courses, and that can take a while. But in the meantime, that doesn't mean that families won't have be second-guessing things. And, you know, that, that they're like a lot of us. There's, they don't know all the facts either, so they may be hopeful that it works out for the best and they don't have to make a change. Or maybe there's enough just reading an affidavit where they're shocked and think, I, I don't, I need to get away from them. You just never know. Well, gentlemen, we got a rare pleasure to bring in Sam Glover by way of the King Cotton Classic. Now, Kevin, when you talk about basketball heaven, this is basketball heaven when you're talking about high school basketball. And I go back to 1983. Sam, I go back that far with the King Cotton Classic. I was there that day, and for many years following, and I bragged on this many a time, had the privilege of calling the game between Corliss Williamson and a young man by the name of Jason Kidd. There is great, great tradition, Sam, when you start talking about the King Cotton Classic. Yeah, you know, it's really just a time-honored tradition, and uh, we're just really thankful here in Pine Bluff that we were able to bring it back to the state and to just put things on display again and put this Arkansas talent on display against the rest of the country. When you talk about the history of the King Cotton Classic, was it difficult, Sam, to to kind of revive this classic? I mean, Travis Creed, uh, bless his heart, he I mean, he he was the one-man band. But then this went away uh, for many years. How difficult, Sam, was to bring back the King Cotton Classic? You know, it was, uh, it was pretty difficult in the beginning, but, you know, it makes things easier when you have people like uh, Dr. Ryan Wadley would go for Pine Bluff and uh, Mayor Shirley Washington and uh, Simmons Bank and, you know, MK Distributors and others, JRMC, uh, Blue Cross, uh backing you and supporting you and wanting it to come back so initially it was difficult because you know first you have to have the support but then you know the landscape of high school basketball has changed and many people don't know you know it used to be easier to go and you know just go get these teams but now you have all of the prep schools and in order for us to maintain our integrity and uh that is of what we intended, what Mr. Creed intended for the tournament to be, which is a purely high school tournament. And so we don't invite the prep schools to the King Cotton Holiday Classic. And we do that for a reason, so that uh, it will be more competitive on that elite high school level. And it also just gives uh, our local kids an opportunity to showcase what they have. And we're really, really proud of what we're doing uh, in that regard. You have two different Randy, can I say something about Sam Glover? Yes. I've gotten to know Sam and I just saw him recently. We just we just saw each other last week for the to, for the promotion of, of this event. I go every year to cover it and they do an outstanding job. I grew up in Arkansas, went to the King Kong Classic back in the day, the games in the area you're talking about, and this is a top notch event every year. Sam and his team do a great job. They bring in great teams with great players, multiple in state teams. Uh, you know, um, the way that it should be, the, the host schools there in that area, 
it, it's just a fabulous event. I can't wait to be out there again and, and taking it all in this year as well. I want to say thank you for that, Sam. Well, hey, I, again, I appreciate um, your confidence in us and, and your, your kind words because they do mean a lot to us that someone else is recognizing the work that's being done and the effort that we're putting forth to create this stage, um, again, for those local athletes. Now, many may say, you know, why does he keep talking about that? Because you have to understand that, you know, for a long time, even, you know, in all sports, you know, Arkansas kind of looked at it as, oh, okay, that's, you know, but we're, we're on a national stage. You know, when you start having the Nick Smith Jr. being the Nate Smith player, uh, you know, of the year, and, and you start seeing players like uh, uh, Blocker, uh, Layden Blocker, and, and other players coming out, of, you know, you got your Portis and Joe Johnson of the world. We What we're trying to say is, hey, get some real sports and some real talent here in Arkansas, and we challenge you to come in and be a part of that. Uh, that's really important to us. All right, Sam, before we run out of time, December 27th through the 29th, there is the King Bracket and the Creed Bracket. So two different brackets involving our Arkansas kids and teams from around the country. Sam, continued success, good luck, and uh, hopefully we can make it down this year to catch some of the King Cotton Classic. Thank you, Sam. Sam Glover, by way of the King Cotton Classic. Kevin, we will talk with you next week. It's Friday. We are off for Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you, Kevin, and your entire family.